Everybody say winners. And, and, and I don't do this to be trite and I don't do this because I don't have a message. I do this because this is the message that God is giving. That we have to lose the mentality of struggle. That we've got to lose the mentality of defeat. That we have got to be convinced in our hearts that we have all victory. I said not some, I said all victory. I didn't say most, I said all victory. And, and, and I know some of you have a struggle believing that because it's not uncommon in the Christian body. It's not uncommon in the Christian body for us to be so affiliated and associated with struggle and suffering that we forget victory. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking to every one of us here. I want you to pay attention. It's not uncommon that we will praise God and sing and glorify God and dance and then go back to broken lives. It's not uncommon that we will forget that it works on Monday too. That the same victory works on Tuesday and Wednesday. That that same victory is translated into Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's not a Sunday victory. It is an everyday, as a matter of fact, the victory works best outside of the sanctuary. Did you hear me? You are victorious out on them streets. You are victorious in the struggles in your home. You are victorious in school. You are victorious in no matter what area you are. You stand and walk in victory. I don't hear anybody here. I don't hear anybody here. And, and we have got to inculcate this in, in uh, constantly. We've got to constantly remind the believer we have to constantly remind the believer that the battle that you're in is for your strength, not for your failure. The battle that you're in is to show you that you can win. That, don't stop it, don't stop it, let it keep going. The battle that you're in is to prove that greater is he that is in you. And the battle that you're in is already won. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know some of you need to hear this because you were just asking God, what, what am I supposed to do? How much longer am I going to go through this? And God said, don't worry about it, dear. You're doing well. You're still talking to me. It may be a question, but you're still talking to me. You're still asking me for direction. You're still asking me what's next. You're still coming closer to me. Your problem is pushing you closer to me. Is anybody catching this? You may be a little confused and there may be a little conundrum, but it's causing you to ask him questions. Hallelujah. That's how we gain instruction. Hallelujah. And you can come to God at any given time and you can talk with him because you are victorious. Hallelujah. You sit in summit meetings with God and God gives you instructions on how to go about your day. And he gives you power for the pitfalls. He gives you power for the pitfalls. He gives you power to overcome every pitfall. He's not going to remove the pitfall. He's just going to give you the power to overcome it. 
I'm trying to tell you you're stronger than you know. Look at somebody and say, I'm stronger than I knew. I, I'm, I'm, I'm much more powerful than I really gave myself credit for. Because God has given me opportunity to learn who he is. And through that knowledge of him, I now address every situation in my life through the knowledge I have that I cannot be defeated, through the knowledge that I have that he is greater in me, through the knowledge that I have that he has already won the war, through the knowledge that I have that I am more than a conqueror. I will address everything that comes into my life, every vicissitude that comes into my life, I will address it as a winner. I'm not wondering what my fate is. I'm not guessing how I'm going to come out of this thing. I'm already consecrated a winner. And I'm preaching this from Donnie's experience. I'm preaching this from Donnie's experience. When I batakishtokurabanda. When I was on the plane today, a sickness hit me so hard. I had to get up and go in the bathroom. I had to have them help me back to my seat. And I sat in that chair in first class. Because that's how I travel. No matter what seat I sit in, it's first class. Every seat you sit upon is a throne. I don't hear anybody here. Every time you sit down, that chair becomes a throne. Did you hear me, winner? When you go to your cubicle at your job tomorrow and sit behind your desk, that chair becomes your throne. You reign in that place. I don't hear anybody here. Sitting on a folding chair, sitting on a bus, that bus seat becomes your throne. Hallelujah. Because the throne doesn't make the king. The king makes the throne. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. With Queen Elizabeth, wherever she would sit, they would put an emblem on it to show that this became a throne. And nobody else would be able to sit on that seat. You better believe that you're such a winner that nobody else can sit on your seat. I don't hear nobody here. I don't hear nobody here. And God wants us to have that mentality when we go into our situations. That every time we meet up with an obstacle, every time that we meet up with a situation, that we go into it maybe a little nervous, confused, may not know what to do, but we go in as winners. Go in knowing that if I don't have the answer, he'll give it to me. If I don't know what to do, he'll send me the people that do because I cannot fail. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. I got that tenacity to tackle everything that comes my way. I'm no longer being tackled. I am now tackling. I'm grabbing a hold of life and I'm making sure that life understands that I'm here to win it. 
I'm making sure that failure is not my option. I'm making sure that I'm standing in the authority that God has given to me as his son, as his daughter. I'm standing as his child and I will not allow life to overcome me. I can overcome it. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I overcome life. I'm a winner. I overcome. You shut on my heart. Yes, God. This woman sitting on the front row screaming out, yes, I am. Had a series of major uh, strokes a couple of weeks ago. Hallelujah. At 78 years old, had a series of major strokes. And, and now she's sitting here strong as can be because she's a winner. She overcame what came to overcome her. Stand up, Rosalie Grove. Stand up. Look at her, can stand up on her own. Still wearing four-inch heels. You gotta attack life. You gotta make life know that you're here to win. Hold your shape. And if he did it for her, somebody holler, I'm a winner. When you look at that woman standing in the back who just overcame cancer. You better hear what I'm saying. You better look at her and know that cancer cannot contend with a winner. Cancer cannot contend with a faith walker. We walk on water. We walk on storms. You better hear what I say. And she's standing here in the strength of God. And God's renewing her strength, I declare it. God is renewing her strength day by day. Somebody celebrate that winner. Give me just a few more minutes. We are overcomers. And I sat on that plane. He's a wonderful God. And I just began to pray. You ain't got to holler to pray. You, I sat there and I started talking to God. I don't know what this is. And as I kept talking, I don't know what this is. It hit me. Whatever it is, command it. Whatever it is, you don't have to know what it is. You've already overcome it. Command it. And I sat there on that plane. And I said, I rebuked this sickness. I fell asleep, didn't wake up till we landed. I've never fallen asleep that quickly on a plane. But when you know who you are in God, you can rest in him. Storm raging and you go to sleep. Storm raging and you can say, peace. I don't hear anybody. You got to try this in your home when you get there. When you get home and everything's topsy-turvy, stand in the middle of your living room and say, peace. Would you say, mama, I wasn't talking to you. Peace. Be still and watch God do it. Any believers in this house? I've been preaching this for the last three times I've preached. And it's about Caleb and his tenacity. It's about Caleb and his faith. 
It's about Caleb and his determination. It's about Caleb and his vision. It's about Caleb standing in his rightful position. And after the 12 spies go down into the land of promise, after walking for 40 years to get there, some of you know what it feels like to go years and hear the promise, but you don't see it. Anybody here? Some of you know what it feels like to have God make a promise and go years and decades and not see it, but continue to believe. The amens are getting low, lower and lower. No, no, don't, follow, don't force it. I want to talk to those who have that experience. I want to talk to those who have been holding on and seeing people pass you by and seeing things going on and seeing people going to their promise while you're still sitting back waiting for God but refuse to give up. I refuse to give up. I don't care how many more years I gain. I refuse to let go of the vision. I refuse to let go of the promise because God made the promise. And if I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. Are y'all hearing me? I'm, uh, we, 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 we were looking at Caleb. Caleb had this sense of victory that would not allow him to let the circumstances cause him to let it go like 10 others. They go down there and they see a, a, a resplendent, provided place, a place flowing with milk and honey. Over the, the two to three million Hebrews, it had more than enough to satisfy, sustain them all. After 40 years, they come into a place that can, that can absolutely sustain them. And they get down there, the 12 spies, and they put these grapes that are huge on these poles and carry them back, honeycombs dripping with honey. They couldn't carry back enough to really prove how much was there. Oh my Asha, hallelujah. And they bring it back and imagine millions of Hebrews watching them come out of Canaan, carrying the proof positive Hallelujah. Getting happy in their spirit, seeing that there is really a promised land. Some of them had only heard about it while they were born in the desert. Some of them weren't in Egypt when God first promised it. Hallelujah. But the children of the wilderness come into a place of promise. He's a wonderful God. And seeing the provision something in them rejoice and then the 12 gave their report and the 10 said it is true this place is flowing with milk and honey there's land property there's cattle there are farms there's enough abundance for every one of us to have an inheritance. God, get me through this. For every one of us to have an inheritance. Ooh, everyone gets excited. But the sons of Anak are there. Sons of Anak are there.
and and um, the um, the the, the um, um, Amalekites and the and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Hivites are there. There, there are giants in the land, and we are like grasshoppers. We are like grasshoppers before them. There are, there are giants there, and. And all the people that rejoiced over seeing the proof now get nervous. Imagine getting nervous over the sons of Anak when you've seen God destroy the Egyptian army. Imagine being afraid of the Amalekites when you've seen God cause manna to fall. Imagine being afraid of the Amorites and the Hittites and the Jebusites when you've seen God heal you in the desert and you've seen God bring water out of a rock and y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You've seen a pillar of cloud by day standing as tall as five skyscrapers and a pillar of fire by night to keep you warm and illuminated. You saw God lead you through and God never let your clothes wear out and never, I don't hear anybody, and never let your shoes wear thin and God preserved you, even gave you heaven food. Gave you food from heaven that nobody has had since that time. And now you stand at the brink of the promise and you start to wonder if you can achieve and if you can possess the land because of some obstacles. Well, there were two of the 12 spies that paid attention for 40 years and they recounted the things that God did. They had raised up Ebenezer's. Ebenezer, I feel like preaching. They raised up Ebenezer's. What is an Ebenezer? It's a monument. It's a monument that you, you memorialize what God did, where he did it. And when you look back, you said, hitherto hath the Lord kept hitherto has the Lord helped us and when you raise one Ebenezer you got to raise another because the help of the Lord is continuous do I have anybody who has any Ebenezer's hitherto hath the Lord helped us in other words Caleb is saying God brought us this far God worked wonders this far and with this being the promise that God gave us no matter how long it took us to get here look at somebody say no matter how long it's taken me with the promise of God being amen hallelujah with the promise of God being yay and amen I'm not going to let any obstacle rob me of my promise. I'm not going to let cancer cancel out my promise. I'm not going to let diabetes destroy my promise. I'm not going to let depression depress my promise. I'm walking in authority because I am the winner and Caleb still the voices of the people 
in front of Moses. And he said, don't listen to these 10. I was down there with them. Me and Joshua right there with them. We saw the same thing that they saw. Hallelujah. We saw the sons of Anak. We saw the Amorites. We saw the Amalekites. We saw, I don't hear anybody. We saw the Hittites. We saw the Hivites. We saw the Jebusites. We saw them all. All 12 of us saw the same thing. But I also saw the Lord. Greater than any Amorite. I also saw the Lord. Greater than any Amalekite. I also saw the Lord. Greater than any Hittite. I also saw the Lord. Greater than any Jebusite. I saw the Lord. For the Lord is in the promise. And the promise is from the Lord. And the promise is mine. Obstacles and all. Y'all don't hear me. Somebody say, I'm a winner. And Caleb still the people before Moses said, I saw the same thing. But let me tell you something. After 40 years of seeing God work, I got to know him better. He will make a way out of nowhere. He's a giant killer. <laughs> He's an enemy stomper. You better hear me. He's going to make our enemy his footstool. You better see God in action. God will not stop until the enemy is scattered. Because that's what he does for you. Because you are the winner. Look at God. Watch God work. He said, don't listen to those 10. Moses, don't listen to the negative report. You see that honey? You see those honeycombs? You see those grapes? You see the proof positive. Yeah, we gotta kill some giants, but we done killed the enemy before. And we got this far. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never. I refuse to say he never failed me yet because that leaves a possibility but it's impossible for God to fail because God doesn't have power I don't hear anybody God doesn't have power he is power he is all power and God cannot lie and God cannot fail somebody put a praise on it God. Praise the infallible God.
feel like preaching. What are you saying, Caleb? I'm saying, look, y'all, all a couple of million of you, we've seen God work, and he's still working. He brought us here, and he'll take us into the promise. We're winners even before we fight, because God is on our side. And if God before you, mixing scriptures but it's the same principle and if God before you who can be against you I'm preaching to myself I'm trying to get through this one verse and Caleb still the people before Moses in other words he said shut your mouths because you're missing the point. And the more you talk, the more you're going to talk us out of this miracle. So I got to shut the mouth of the naysayer. Because the one thing winners can't stand is to be around people who don't believe they can win on the same team. The one thing that will totally defeat a winner is a teammate that doesn't go in with a winning mentality. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? You better hear me. You got to be with one accord. You got to speak the same thing. You got to have the same mind. You got to have the same judgment in order to be a winner. So don't come around me with a defeatist mentality. I'm in it for the win. I said, I'm in this thing for the win. I don't need somebody giving me my limitations. I'm not fighting with my own power. I don't need people telling me what I cannot achieve. I'm not doing it through my own strength. It's not by my might and it's not by my power, but it's by his spirit that I'm a winner. It's by his spirit that I'm more than a conqueror. It's by his spirit that I have the victory. It's by his spirit. Say the Lord, do I have any winners? promise you I'm going to finish this verse sometimes you got to still the voices of people sometimes you got to hear them talk and walk away oh, you just going to disrespect me no no I'm going to stop you from disrespecting me uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go throw off on you but the way you talking no I, I don't live there I don't live there hit somebody say I don't live there I don't live there No, I, I, don't, I don't live in defeat I don't, I don't live in negativity I moved a long time ago I, I changed my address I have an undisclosed number and I'm not going back to that ever again 
So if you happen to find me and you try to bring me back to my old way of thinking, I gotta make a choice. I gotta either leave you or leave victory. And it took me too long to get here. And I'm not going back to that residence. to 16 silver pine that, that's where I was raised up and born and broken I can never go back to 16 silver pine I ain't tell you what town it is I ain't never going back to 16 silver pine I can drive past it but I don't live there anymore suffered a lot of brokenness there a lot of negativity there but I can drive past it now knowing that where I live now is, is, is three times as large. No, four times, no, five times as large. Where I live now is five times larger than where I was broken. Y'all not hearing me. I can't even walk through the doors anymore. I can't even stand on the property anymore. I can drive past and say there, but by the grace of God, go on. Y'all got to understand a winner can't go backwards. Y'all didn't hear me. A winner cannot go backwards. And anything that anchors him to his past, you got to shake that anchor. Shake yourself loose. I remember when you, bye-bye. Because if you're still back in the graveyard of my past, I'm not digging that grave up with you. Bye-bye. I remember you used to, bye-bye. I'm just going to walk away. I'm not even going to let you finish the conversation. I'm not going to let you finish it. Because if you think that that's who I am, then you don't know my God. If you think that I haven't outgrown, I mean outgrown that negativity, then you don't know my faith. Hallelujah. I am an overcomer. I overcome these things. Anybody? I overcame that and I'm overcoming again because I'm an overcomer. I got to end this message. I got to end this message. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Y'all gonna know the scripture by heart by the time I finish. He had to shut people down. Can you imagine the people, can you enumerate the people that you know you gotta shut down? Stilled the voices. He stilled the people before Moses. And he said, forget what these people are saying. Forget them. Yo, Let's go down right now. Let's go up right now. Let's roll up on them. Let's pull up on them right now. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make you understand. Caleb was gangster. His thing, let's pull up on them right now. We ain't got to wait. We ain't got to wait. We ain't got to wait. And you got to get that rambunctious with your life. You got to get that rambunctious. Oh, no, no, no. Let's pull up on this problem right no, there's a problem. Let's pull up on this right now. Let me call my boys. We pulling up on this thing today. 
Oh, we're going to put an end to this thing right about now. Something about to catch these hands. Smoke, about to catch this smoke. I got to deal with this thing now. Let us go up right now at once. He wasn't talking about formulating a strategy. He said, let's pull up now. Look at somebody say, pull up, pull up, pull up. Pull up. Some of y'all don't even know what pull up means. If somebody said they're going to pull up on you, call the cops. But I just want you to understand this. Caleb becomes so infused with expectation that he goes total gangster. He goes total OG. My God. And he said, I know I'm old now, but I, I ain't letting this happen. I've been walking 40 years. And I'm looking at this stuff right now. And they tell me I can't have it. Let's get the boys. Let us go up at once. That's what that means. Let us pull up on these brothers at once. You hear what I'm saying? And you got to get like that with your life situations. Hallelujah. I'm watching people like, like my sister Kim pull up on cancer. Pull up. No, no, no. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Special K came out. I'm going to be fine. Because I'm not letting this thing happen. What you talking about? I'm going to live to see my grandkids. What are you talking about? She went straight street New York on us. And she's sitting here today because she said, let us go up at once. Let us go up at once. And let us possess it. Let us possess it. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. My time is up. If we're going to do this, let us do this. If we're going to get the promise, let's walk up in that promise. If we're going to be overcomers, let's possess everything God said is ours. Let us go up at once and let us possess it. And this is the clincher. For we are well able. That's some gangster stuff. understand there are millions of us Hebrews and there are just thousands of those enemies we are well able and you gotta apply that same math y'all don't hear me you gotta apply that same Caleb math that there are millions for us for there are more for us than there are against us we are well able 
When I walk into a situation, I'm walking with my posse. Because I never travel on my own. I'm never a solo act. Y'all don't hear me. Because I always got goodness. And I got my boy Mercy following me. And they keep me strong. But I also got Michael and a bunch of Mike's boys. The angels of the Lord in camp round about me. I got my boys traveling. And wherever my foot trots upon, God's gonna give it to me as my inheritance. I have more than able. If that's you, somebody shout a victory shout. I gotta stop now. I'm sitting on a plane and my imagination goes crazy. Y'all better hear me. I think I watch too much cinema. I'm on a plane and my imagination goes crazy. And all of a sudden I sit back and say, wait a minute. There's some angels that slowed up their flight to escort this plane. This is what I'm thinking on the plane. There's some angels that then escorted this plane. And I went to sleep knowing that these angels had been given a charge by God for flight 0935. He applied angels for flight 0, Delta flight 0935 from the time I walked down the jet bridge from the time I sat down in my seat from the time sickness hit me from the time my faith healed me slay back boy we got this plane because that's the escort that God gives to winners I gotta stop now and truth of the matter is, you have the same type of escorts. And they're sitting outside right now, waiting for every one of us to leave. Because God gave them a charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. They will bear us up in their hand, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Y'all don't hear me. The angels of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, that trust in him. I don't, I'm trying to tell you, that's the provision for winners. Everybody's standing, I gotta stop. Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once and let us possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. What makes you think you can handle the sons of Anak?
because I've been consecrated a winner. It has been the consecration of the Lord. It is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. <laughs> what makes you think you can take on the Amalekites? The same double What what makes you think that you can handle these situations? He consecrated me. He ordained me a winner. And I've been through so many wars before, and I'm still here. Oh, and I look like the battle never happened. I won the war so well that it looks like it never happened. Because I'm telling that's how God, he will keep you. He will keep you. You remember you were homeless, looking for a house, and then all of a sudden God comes through, and you have to look back and say, wow, he'll keep me. I believed when I didn't have, and I stood as a winner, even without. And now I can claim the promises, and watch. Hear me, my beloved. Let us go up at once and possess it, and, for we are more than able to overcome it. Winners look at, at the things differently. Winners look at these things with a sense of accomplishment even before they start. where other people are fearful and back away from a problem, a winner looks and says, wait a minute. If my calculations are right, I can beat that one in the relay because I watched how they run. They can't sustain. If my calculations are right, if I do it this way, my business will be a success. Even though I don't have everything I need on hand. But if I, and you look at it as though you can accomplish it because you believe you can. Am I talking to anybody here? We are well able to do it. I don't have any more to say. I'm gonna take my beating from Bishop Winans for looking like this, it'll be a worthwhile beating. I have total confidence in God that everything that he's promised me is already mine. It is already mine. And don't let people make you feel like you're being cocky because you believe that you are in line for everything God promised. 
Don't, don't downplay and dumb yourself down to make other people feel good. No, no, shh, shh. no, no. You, you don't, don't have no self-deprecation. No, you don't have to deny who you are. Joseph, you ain't got to deny who you are before your brothers. Joseph, you don't have to deny the vision that God gave you before your mother and father. Joseph's speaking. Well, what if it causes me trouble? Deal with it. Because by the time you finish, you will have and be everything that I said. Everyone, I'm done. You are winners all. Look at me. You are winners all. Some of you are in a cycle. Some of you are at the beginning. Some of you are at your end. Some of you are at the end where you're going to see the manifestation. Some of you are in the cycle. That's the, the heat of the struggle. But even in that, Joseph, you're, you're, you're cleaning house and washing things down. And people would think that you're a slave. But you see yourself as a winner. How do you see yourself in your situation? <laughs> I feel good. Know this. When you walk out of these doors, you're walking into your victory. When you sit in your car, you're sitting in your victory. When you walk through the doors, of the place you live, whether you own it or not, you're walking into your victory. Declare what God has said without apology. And be everything that God said that you are. And watch everything come about. Seek ye first God's kingdom. The way God does things. That's what you seek first. Seek the way God does things first. And his righteousness. That means in how to be right in what you do according to his righteousness. And when you do those two things, you'll find that all the other things will be added. All the winner's laurels and all of the victory rounds, all of the, all of the accoutrements that come along with it will be added unto you. And I don't do this to boast, Marlene. I don't do this to boast. But I, 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 I've driven through all of the different stages of my life. From 16th Silver Pine to 6th Tree Street to to, to the prostitute's house in Detroit, to the one-bedroom apartment, to the penthouse, to the townhouse, to my house, to my bigger house. And each place 
was an Ebenezer. Each place was a reminder this is where God brought me from and to. And I'm not finished with Ebenezer's. I'm not finished with Ebenezer's. I want you to know that he is no respecter of persons. God will do the same thing for you if you believe. No, it won't be the same exact blessing. Yours will be uniquely fit for you. Online? Yours will be uniquely fit for you.